I trust God that this morning he's going to teach us because the message is a very, very simple message. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go straight to the point. The title of today's message is What is Faith? What is Faith? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. What is Faith? For without faith it is impossible to please God. Without faith it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe. It is a necessity. You must believe that God exists and that he is the reward of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Well, when you read the original manuscript, there is no diligent and earnestly. It is just seek him. Hallelujah. So, we see that God says that, seek me. Praise the Lord. Now, he says that it is impossible to please him without faith. What he means is that those who please him are people who walk by faith. Are you hearing me? So those who please God are people who walk by faith. If you read the, the whole of Hebrews chapter 11, you get to a place, you find a prostitute. Her name is Rahab. When the children of Israel went to spy the land, they told her that we are coming to take this land. And she said, I have heard your exploit. How do your God divided the Red Sea and so many things? But the reason why I am keeping you in my house is that I just want that when you come to conquer the whole city, preserve me and my house, me and my family. You get it? And it was written in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 that that was faith. Praise the Lord. So she was a prostitute, yet she pleased God. You, you get it? She was somebody who did not belong to the covenant of God, Yet because she, she knew that God is powerful enough to save her and her household, God interprets that as faith. So you see, faith can be defined as so many things. Praise the Lord. I just brought that one up to let you know that it doesn't matter your background. God can still use you. Praise the Lord. I said God can still use you in the name of Jesus. So the question is, what is faith? We have to understand, the Bible tries to give us the definition of what, not tries, it gives us the definition of what faith is. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. It is, it is the only place where faith is defined. You can, by, by the study of Greek, you can deduce what faith is. But this is, what, this is the scripture that tells us exactly faith is. So, this is not a description of faith. It is a definition of faith. Do you understand? Yes. So, it is a definition. For example, um, yesterday, I was asking my wife questions. And I was asking my son to a question. When they say define a thing, what does it mean? So, when we say define a thing, like define osmosis, define photosynthesis, um, define magnetism, define define hallelujah so anytime they say define so so and so it means that they want to know what it is hallelujah so this is a definition of what faith is now the amplifier says that now faith is faith is the assurance the confirmation the title deed i like what it says because it makes it simple the title deed anytime you see a title deed. A title deed is a, a piece of paper that states that a certain portion of land belongs to a person or a group of people or a company or somebody. You understand? It, it, it can also mean that it means it can also mean that something belongs to somebody. So when he says that. Faith is the assurance. So the word assurance, the Amplified tried to explain to us that it is a title deed. It is a confirmation of the things we hope for. Being the proof of what we do not see. And the conviction. When we say end, um, I like it, but it means in addition. Something and something. There's a problem small when you say N. 
and the conviction of the realities, the, the reality, faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Don't worry, it's a very simple message. It's easy to understand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give me King James. Let me start breaking it down. As it's a very simple message. You will understand. Not even if you give God praise right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> now faith is the substance of things hoped for. This is the proper way to do. When you say end pair, you mess up the whole thing. Because when you look at this one, it talks about two things. Faith is defined in two ways. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Comma. In fact, the reason why the Amplified use N is because comma is used to join two sentences together. But when you read in the Greek, it is not joining two sentences together. It is telling you that it is this or that. Do you understand? Do you understand? So I can say that my name is Nanayal. I'm a husband. A pastor. So if you try to find out who Nanayal is, you can refer to Nanayal as a pastor. Another time, a husband. Do you understand? It's a very simple message. Hallelujah. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I want to tell you that faith is a thing. First and foremost, faith is the evidence of a thing. So faith is a thing. <laughs> you remember the amplifier said it is a title deed. A title deed is a paper. A paper is a thing. You understand? Now, please, if you do not build your faith, there is coming a day, no amount of your pastor's prayer can save you. You, you don't want, uh, you want truth, right? You want raw truth. Is it? Okay. The way the Lord set faith in your pastor's heart to be a faith man for himself and for the flock, it gets with time, it is required of your pastor to teach you so much that you too, your faith will work for you. And I'm saying that there's coming a day the enemy will knock on your door. And say, I have come to check. Did you build your faith? I have come or I have come. I'm bringing trouble. When you read the book of Ephesians chapter 6, you find out that he says that so that the evil day, there's an evil day. Ephesians 6, I think when you start from verse 10, verse 11, you find out that there is an evil day that every human being will go through. The only thing that conquers is, is your faith. And if I say faith, the Bible calls it the shield of faith. The shield of faith. What is the shield used for? It is used to block the arsenals of the wicked one. It says, and the shield of faith by which you use to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Meaning that the enemy will be shooting arrows at you. He'll be releasing arrows. He'll be releasing arrows. He'll be releasing arrows. The Bible tells us that the only way to block the, the, the arrows of the enemy is to use the shield. So if any man desires desires to stop the enemy you must build your faith and to build your faith is not a, a, a lazy man's job do you get it you must deliberately get up and listen to a message praise the lord you must do something inside of you if i say do something permit the word of god to do something inside of you so that your desire for the word will grow if not you, you will give yourself to things that always come and go, come and go, come and go, but faith stays forever. And then you find out that you gave yourself to something that will not produce for you. It's just the truth. That is how it is. And I don't want anybody to miss it. That's why I say there is faith in songs. For example, the song they just sang, No one else can separate us. It's a beautiful faith song. But there are times where another song would like to play instead in your spirit. Especially if you live behind a beer bar. Or a pub. 
they can blast some bass it will enter your bedroom like that I have experienced that one. So, I'll be walking and I'm hearing myself humming a worldly song that I don't want to enter my spirit, but it has found a way there. Am I speaking to you? Yes. So, you see, that is why you must deliberately listen to things that will quicken you and ginger you. Don't give in to things that are just moving about anyway anyhow please don't do that hallelujah praise the lord so i said faith is a thing it's a thing you can actually hold hallelujah are you ready now when i say the bible say it is a substance what is a substance what the chair you are sitting on in english is called a substance it can be called a substance it can be called a thing hallelujah <laughs> it's the substance of things so, when you are looking for something and you have faith, you have that something. I just want to say that before I enter. Do you understand? If you are looking forward to something happening for you, that belief in your heart is known in the eyes of God as the exact thing you are looking for. So, for example, my Bible is my faith. Why? Because in this Bible, God has promised riches. So, I don't have to see riches to know that I have riches. Once I have this Bible, I have the riches that God is talking about. Do you understand faith? Hallelujah. Now, the thing about this faith is that it is in your heart. It is not in your feet. It is not in your legs. And it is not in your hands. It is in your heart. And if I say it is in your heart, I mean that it is a spiritual thing. It is the belief that something good will happen to you, which is written in the word of God. Once you have that assurance, that, that knowledge, that it will happen to you, God calls it as faith. And he says, anybody who possesses this knowledge, he knows that the person already has it. Do you understand? Have I started well? Oh, I know, I know I've started well. He says, it is a substance. It is a substance. And substance, balu, se, faro, fele, vre, suketevaha. When the Bible talks about a substance, a substance is, can be any physical thing. Any physical thing. Any physical thing. So the chair you are sitting on is a kind of substance. The reason why you sat on it is because you can see the chair. The reason why you are confident on sitting on it is because you know that the chair is a good chair. So your faith is the substance you are sitting on. Now, it is the same thing when it comes to the word of God. The word of God is the substance of the things we are looking for. Because in the word of God, our faith is. That's why you never look at a man who believes in God and tell him, we didn't you read the book of Job? Is it a tree when it is cut down and dried to the root? He said, at the scent of water. What is the scent of water? Anywhere the word of God is read. He didn't say by the application of the water. The word of God is water. You know it. And you are washed by the word. By the washing of water. By the word, right? So anywhere the word of God is head. Or, I like this thing. What is scent? Scent proves that something is around. Either something nice or something horrible. Aha. Uh -huh. So when he says that at the scent of water, it shall bad again, he's saying that at the, in an atmosphere or an environment where the scent of the word of God is existent, he said that tree that is dead to the root will sprout again. Have you seen the power of faith? Good. That's the power of faith. Let's keep defining faith. In order to understand what faith is, let's look at these words in Greek. 
Because it will be the best way to understand. Don't forget, English is limited. We read Amplify, say it is the title deed. We read it, it is the substantiating. It is the so-so and so-and-so. Let's look at what the Greek says so that we can take it from there. Now, the word substance, by the way, the word faith is the word pistis. So pistis in Greek means, is the word faith. Now, it means a strong knowing. It means a strong conviction or a belief. And I think I dealt with that on Friday. I said, it is your knowing. What do you know? Do you know that God is out to bless you? That your knowing is called faith. It's a conviction. But now he's trying to define it, break it down to his lowest form so we can understand. So let's look at the word substance. It's the word hypostasis. Hypostasis. And it is the word, the setting, the setting, the setting. It's like to set a thing. It also means a placing under a thing. A placing under a thing. It also means to put a thing under something. Hallelujah. You are sitting on the chair, right? So he says that the word substance, it is the setting of a thing. So when we put something under so that you can have a firm sitting, you understand? It actually also means the word firm. Firm. It also means a substructure. <laughs> it also means a foundation. It also mean, means a support. One word though. It also means a concrete. <laughs> it also means a person. Yes. It also means an absolute assurance. It also means confidence. It means a reality. It means firm, like I said. It also means the actual existence of a thing. <laughs> It is easy. Faith is easy to understand. So this word substance alone, if I want to put it in its easy terms, it is the thing on which everything stands or anything stands. Do you understand? You drove on the street, so the street is a substance. You get it? You drove in the car. The car is a substance. You are sitting on a chair. In fact, you live in a house. The house is a substance. Do you get it? Good. That is the word substance, hypostasis. But these two words, hypo and stasis, are two words put together. So they become, it becomes a compound word. The word hypo means under. That is where we get the word under from. Okay? That which a thing sits on or stands on. It also means the means by which a thing stands. Do you get it? Uh -huh. Now, histamine, which is the other word, it means to make, to stand, to abide, to continue, to establish. But more importantly, which I like, a covenant. Appoint, uphold, or set in place. It's a very simple message. Hallelujah. So this word substance alone, if we want to understand it, I will use two words or two phrases to explain it. It means the thing on which a thing finds its foundation or footing. You know that before they built this building up, up into the sky, they needed to put something under so that this whole structure can sit on it firmly. The thing under which your eyes cannot see called the foundation is called the substance. Hallelujah. Thank you. But the next one, which I would like to say, is the word covenant. Hallelujah. Covenant. So, the word substance is a covenant. It also means a, a platform or a foundation. Do you understand? <laughs> I like the teaching. So, faith is the covenant of things hoped. 
faith is the superstructure on which other buildings are built. Do you get it? So, it's the underlying concrete or person or covenant that makes a thing stand and be established. That is what a substance is. I'm taking my time to break it down so that you understand it well. well. So, faith is a foundation. You are believing God for a house. But you don't know how much it costs to build a house. The Lord said, once you believe him, you have actually built a foundation. <laughs> that is why he says that it is the substance of things hoped for. It is the reality. It is the truth that what you are looking for, you already have it. So anytime faith is at play, faith does not speak that I am going to get it. Faith cannot speak that way. Do you understand? I say faith cannot say that I am going to get it. No. Faith claims that it already has it. Do you remember the example I cited? When I said the word of God is our foundation. So, he said it's our substance. So, if I have the word of God, what I'm looking for is already in the word. So, if I have the word, I already have what I'm looking for. Do you understand? When it happens that way, I cannot say I am going to have it. I must always have a good or a right confession. I already have it. Because if not, then it means you don't possess faith. And I think that's where the problem is. When your faith says, I want this speaker or this microphone, your faith should not now say, I will get it. No. Your faith must be that I already have it. Because don't forget, when you have a title deed, it's a proof that the land is there. You get it? Because the only title deed that you cannot say that I'm going to possess a certain land. Which land? The fact that you have a title deed, that is what proves that you already have the land. And he says that your faith, your faith is the superstructure on which what you are hoping for is. So faith claims that I already have it. And in fact, let me say this. When you read the Old Testament, no Old Testament verse of scripture was ever written in the future tense. Did you hear? In the Hebrew tongue, in the Hebrew tongue, right? There is no word like, I am going to Lashibi. No. So when you, are, when you are talking to a Hebrew person, you may think that the person is cuckoo. Because this is how they say, I've already been to Lashibi and I've come back and that place is good. The Lord wired faith into their language so that they cannot speak disbelief. Do you get it? So, he put it in such a way that when you are hoping for something, you must already claim that you have that thing. Are you ready? Thank you. Now, he says that it is the substance, the covenant of things hoped for. The word things hope for is one word. It's not two words. But I told you English is limited in its capacity so it cannot express the Greek language well. So, things hoped for. Why well, not three words? But it's just one word. And this is what it, it means. It is the word elpizo. It means hope. It means confidence and it means trust. But if you look at something carefully, please, I'm teaching you now. Come up, come up, come up, come up. If you look at something, he uses the word hope and faith. But in English, you think that faith and hope are the same. Are you here with me? Hope and faith are not the same. Hope projects into the future. Faith claims that the future has already occurred. Uh, do you understand? Do you understand? So when you are speaking by faith, you cannot speak future tense. You must either speak past tense or present tense. So if you hope to drive a Ferrari, which is in English, when it comes to the language of faith, you must say, I have driven a Ferrari or I am driving a Ferrari. Do you understand? Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Do you understand? Yes. 
by this it means I cannot get anybody to just come and lead us in prayer Do, do you understand? Do you understand? Now, what I'm teaching you now, Pastor Chris taught me 2005. When I heard him, I said, yeah, which Bible I've been reading? The guy made me go and learn. So that is why I started building my faith. That is when. And I'm saying that the devil will knock on your door. The Bible says, the only thing that stops the darts of the enemy Mamin can you chinati as your friend a giant in crime for friend a guy? You've never seen some before. He throws them real in the realms of the spirit. You see something flash, then you wake up. I saw a vision. It'd be something like fire they pass. It's an arrow with fire on the tip. The Bible says that with that kind of arrow, we don't do, hey, I bind, I stop, I did. No, we don't do that one. He said it won't work. He said with the shield of faith, I block every arrow of the enemy. Pam, you go. I have blocked every arrow of the enemy. It cannot cross. You put it in the past. So the thing that's supposed to manifest in the present has been dealt with in the past. And when you speak past tense, the angels say, ah, we are late. We are late. The guy has declared something in the past. In the past. And how come the thing cannot touch him? He cannot touch him. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Do you understand? Okay. I don't think today we'll move from this scripture. It is this one. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, this word, hope for, Come from the root elpis, which means to anticipate. To do what? So, for example, in, in December, we were hoping to start the AFCON. So, people were anticipating that the AFCON will start. Do you get it? Good. So, we were looking forward to. In November, we were looking forward to Christmas happening because it was an anticipation. Do you get it? Good. Now, I'm teaching you, when you have hope, it is good. But you have to translate or convert your hope into faith. And I'm teaching you how to do that. Hallelujah. So, it, uh, it means anticipate. It also means pleasure or expectation. <laughs> so, anything you hope for is your pleasure. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, now that I have said this thing, which I'm dealing with the first part, you know, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. No, As I'm dealing with only this part, let me now give you the definition of faith. <laughs> faith is the concrete or a person on which our pleasures and expectations are already established and covenanted. Did you get it? I go, I go again. Faith is the concrete or person on which our pleasures and expectation is already established and covenanted. I cannot change it. I've written it already. It's the word here, covenanted. Come, come and see. Come and be my evidence. What is this? Covenanted. We are not now going to enter the covenant. We have already covenanted. That is why he said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Apparently, Faith is a covenant. Did you get it? So apparently, the reason why God was saying that is because anytime you have hope converted into faith, you have transported the future into your past and your present. God calls that a covenant. Are we learning? Don't blame it on family. I told you, you were born poor. We understand. You didn't go to school. We understand. Because of that, there are rebels in your English. We understand. But if you die poor, you have to blame yourself. And your papa. And your mommy. I told my wife, everything we make in our lifetime, we'll eat it, we'll spend it, okay? Oh, I told my wife, 
I said, we will chill. We will go all over. When we make $100 million, we will make sure. We will give it to the church. We will build churches. We will we'll do missionary works. Then the money, the rest, we will chill it well, well. You see the machine inside of me that made all that money. It is still in my children. Day to day, you go and find it and make it. You parents here. I'm buying house for my children's children. Are you ready? Are you sure? You can be so rich. The legacy you give to your children is the confidence that they will make it even if you don't give them anything. And I'm my sure I'm also here if you feel also missing to two. Oh John why or jaw why have you seen how culture has molded disbelief in us? And the inability to progress as an individual, always depending on another to make what you couldn't make for yourself. Am I speaking to you? Oh, pastor, you don't understand. Right now, I'm sister. Sister, go and ask Caleb. The Lord appeared to Joshua. When Joshua was old and said, the land no, that I said you should take, no, they are plain to you. You've not taken it yet. Read it. When they entered the land, he took everything. But because he entered his place of enjoyment, they were encroachers. They, they were scotters. Those people, they are horrible people. You have to deal with scotters. Then they came to occupy the land. Then Joshua was about to say, Jesus. Don't forget, Joshua is the word Jesus in Hebrew. He said, Jesus, you cannot die. The land has not been finished. Because the original Jesus that saved us took everything. He did not leave a pin for the enemy. So even when he was about to die, the Lord appeared to him and said, you can't die now. You must take the land. It is in your star to take the land for these people. It is in the star of Christ to be the savior of our souls. So the Lord, he said, you can't die. You must do something. Then an 80 year old man appeared to him. His name is Caleb. Caleb the boy. Then Caleb the boy appeared. He said, when, we, when I was 40, I entered the land. The Lord made a promise to me. Is you see, I'm I'm 80. It's not like I want to give you pressure, but you see, anything the Lord has said that He will give to you. You see, if I don't take it, it will be like I'm I'm not grateful. So you see, I've come here to tell you that that land, no, I want it. I want the land. Okay, I Then then he he said, ah, but you are 80. He said, don't worry about 80. 80 is just a number. The ability I had in 40, it is still present in 80. I can function. Pe, pe, pe. He said, Are you sure? He said, Forget. I'm well able to take the mountain. In fact, he told him, I don't like the plane. I like the mountain. I like the mountain. 80 years climbing mountain. Our mother, 65, Mikoto J. Mikoto J. Speaking disbelief and empowering the devil to hurt the Akoto J. If you sleep in this message, Do you understand? I'm teaching. That's why I said I said I'm teaching you faith, so that your faith will not fail. Because it cannot be that you have an ability like this with you. God knows that He has covenanted with you. You will do well, and yet there are things that are trying to push you aside, and you leave the terms of the covenant to focus on the pain aside. No, focus on the realities of the covenant. The covenant is that faith claims that hope has already occurred. My hope of being rich has already occurred. My hope of being great has already occurred because I covenanted with God any time I operated by faith. I said, don't look at a man who has this knowledge and point to me and say, he's finished. You finished? Oh, listen, go and put me. If you like, let, let, let's get another pastor here. Let, go and put me... I heard Kenekopan give a, a testimony. He said he went to preach in a village in South Africa. When he got there, the people, they were, they carved stones. You get like, they do artwork with stones, like that granite and those uh, marble thing. Yes. So, when he went, they were so broke. Then he said, come and give something to the Lord. He thought they would bring money. The people were so broke, they brought the artifact, the things they had made. They put it at the altar. He said, this is all we have. He said, so what would you say? We can go and sell them in the city. He blessed them and they took them the things to the city. The next time he was going there to go and preach, when he got there, all of them had become rich. You see, there is a way to live by the covenant.
Do you understand? You did here. Thank you. So let me say the definition again. <laughs> After I broke it down, let me now give you the definition. Faith is the concrete or person on which our pleasure, our pleasures and expectations are established or covenanted. So he is a person on which you can you can covenant and say this man. Hi. I tell it again, don't worry. Faith is the concrete or person on which our pleasures or expectations are established or covenanted. Praise the Lord. So that is for the first part. Now let me deal with the second part. <laughs> I can't finish this. I can't leave this thing. Kula badoza dabaha. Kribeto. Hey! Maliote debaha. Mile shokete valova dabaha. Hallelujah. The evidence of things who the evidence of things not seen. So the evidence of things not seen. Now look at the word evidence. The word evidence in Greek is the word elekos. Elekos or elekos. When you speak it fluently, it will be elekos. You won't bring the G. It will be silent. Elekos. It means proof. Isn't the word substance the proof, the superstructure on which your hope is situated? Yes. This one says proof. A means by which a thing is tested or approved. <laughs> it also means the means by which a thing's originality or fakery is exposed. Isn't it amazing that the day you're, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. Then the enemy knock on your door, pam! You see that? I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Can I talk to you? If every one of you will take what I'm teaching seriously, I can tell you in five years, you'll be shocked what will come out of your life. I'm telling you. You will look at your life and say, you know, the realities of the unseen realm will become so real to you. And this is what the Lord does. By my work with him for a short time, this is what I've learned. That he so makes the realities of the spirit realm come unto you. It looks like you live in both realms. I don't know if I said it right. But it looks like you can actually operate in the spirit have the joy of the spirit, have activities done in the spirit, and come into the physical and also enjoy there. In fact, what I mean to say is that you can so operate in the spirit, you can transfer things from the spirit into the physical and enjoy. Did you get it? One who has faith, they never sack them school fees, or they never struggle to pay school fees. No. 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 Hallelujah. I said no. No, no. No, 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 no. So the word evidence is the ability to tell a fault or expose the originality of a thing or the fakery of a thing. The evidence of things hoped for. So when I have an evidence, this thing I think is a gun. You know I've been using these examples lately. It is a gun. It can shoot you. I'm using a gun to wipe my face. 
Honestly, I think it is a gun. You don't think so? It's like I go to the law court and they say, bring out the gun. And I take this one out. The lawyer will say, hey, room <laughs> three. you know. Do you understand? Now, you see what faith has done to you. Because your faith is based on what you see, you know that this cannot be a gun. It cannot shoot you. It can only be something we use to wipe the face. At most, the body. Or the floor. Basically, it is used to wipe anything. You get it? It's the same thing. The more you feed on the word of God, the more you keep getting closer to the things of possibilities. The more you keep getting close. And I, I always say you keep getting close because it is in the getting close. It is in the getting close. The more you get close, you get close, you get close. You notice that the realities of the things you are close to becomes your reality. You don't struggle to believe because you've seen people believe it and then have it over and over and over again. It is not something you have to now struggle to get. It's already permanent with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, things not seen. These ones are broken down into three distinctive words. So, things not and seen. Now, listen carefully. Things in the Greek is the word pragma. Where we get the word pragmatic, it also means a deed, <laughs> an affair, an object or work. Hallelujah. So it's a deed, an affair, a day to day activity or a relationship, an object or work. Now, the word not is the word ought. It means something that must never ever exist. This word not. Have you seen this word? It means something that should not exist. <laughs> not. Never to be expected or never to exist. Now, the word seen is the word blepo. It means to see, to discern, to be seen or perceived or, or made or to exist. So if I should define what faith is by this words, this is what it means. Faith is a means by which a thing is tested to be true by a deed of work or affair or a person to be made manifest or seen even though it must never exist so um, when you are born in a family line there are certain traits we see that flow anytime you say you want to change the order they begin to ask why do you want to change it well, this is how we do why do you want to change it eh? at most when you finish SS you get pregnant then, then you get you get to the man then the man you give birth to two three then now he has no choice but to marry you but after he marries you five years then you divorce and you come back home so if you look at big sister it has happened second big it has happened third big it has happened. fourth big it has happened you two is about to happen and Nagoma will say na pattern be it is a pattern <laughs> when you see that kind of pattern you have to know that you, you must change something. <laughs> you, can't, you cannot live that way. You cannot live that way. Or all the young guys, they can do well in everything, but they cannot. <laughs> I remember a man of God said, his father said, Hey, That's what the father said to him. Then he was wondering, Hey, sure. <laughs> He said, I met me. I, the father said, hey. But the thing is that they are like 17. Yeah. 
Uh -huh. So his father saw his weakness to mean that his son must have the same. But the son changed the order. Do you understand? You, you, you get what is happening? Yeah. Listen. It's a means by which a thing which must never exist is made to appear and exist. The evidence of things not seen. It is the means by which a thing that should never ever exist is made to exist and appear. That is why I say, when your faith claims it has happened, God says, somebody is speaking my language. I cannot keep quiet. If I keep quiet, I am breaking a covenant. And when I break the covenant, it means that I cease to exist. Those of you who don't know what a covenant is, let me use one minute. A covenant is God's irrevocable way of saying that I, I must perform this. If not, I cease to be God. And the reason why he does that is because it is the only means by which he stays above every other God. Every covenant the devil has with man, he breaks it. In fact, he starts the covenant with a lie. Haven't you seen it before? In a family, he will say, uh, come and bring all your, maybe your, your men. Let them have a certain symbol on them. I don't want to use certain things here. But there are some people, they will tick their back, tick their chest. They give them, pa, 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 pa. There is like here. It's a covenant between them and the devil. Right? But look at those people. They are never rich. Except in Christ. They, 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 they are poor. There's a certain place in the world which starts with a G. And there's a locality in that place in the world. It starts with an N. You can have an N-E, an N-W. Now, when you go there, you find poverty in a certain style. You've never eaten Hausa cocoa with Gary before. You see their face. You are wondering how it is done. They buy the cocoa and then they put the guy inside and they stare. It is for tomorrow's evening. Yeah, I'm telling you, see, when you covenant with the devil, he starts with a lie. And the Lord is so truthful and sincere about covenants that even when you don't do and you covenant, he expects you to be diligent with the covenant. How much more him? I gave this example last time. I said the children of Israel crossed into the land the Lord had promised them. And then the Jebusite, are they called the Jebusite? They came wearing worn out clothes and they came to Joshua. Oh, we are men traveling through your land. We heard what the Ammonites, the Gibeonites, Gibeonites. And they came and they said, hey, we are people traveling through. They give us somewhere to, to something to eat. He said, oh, if you are passing through, pass. And he said, oh, we are passing by covenant with us that whatever happens, you never kill us. Apparently, they are next door neighbors. They, they took molded bread and put it in their luggage and came to covenant with Joshua and the children of Israel. And they too, they didn't seek from God. Then they covenanted. Then years later, a king called King Saul came and caught all of them and killed them. David became a king and there was famine and anger in the land. You understand? And then David being a man of the spirit or a priest and a prophet and a king, a symbol of Christ, went to God and asked him, what is happening to the land you have called me to lead? Why is it that there is farming for three years? God said there is a musuo, there is something that has happened that your forefathers covenanted and you broke the covenant. Then he said, who? I have not done anything. He said, no. It is the one who was before you saw. He killed the Gibeonites. Go back and readdress the covenant. When he got there, he asked them, what do you want? The leader of the Gibeonites said, we want seven men killed and let them be seen everywhere that they have been killed. And this is the punishment for breaking the covenant. Immediately, they did it. They caught Saul's family people, killed seven of them, and hung them on a tree. That was how the case was reversed. Covenant between men who are mortals and they die. How much more the covenant between you and him? That's why I say, the devil will do everything to demoralize your confidence in him because he knows it is your weapon above him. It is your weapon that really fights against him and overcomes him. So a confident heart in God is as good as a blessed man. Ah! My God will never leave me nor forsake me. It is man who has something called the 11th hour. My God is a spirit. He lives beyond time. He can do anything at any time. 
Oh, he said the, the cattle upon a thousand hills they are his. He will give to me. He will never leave me in, in, in pain. Are you here? So faith has a concrete person on which things happen and a means by a means of proving what must not happen to be made or to happen. Can I say it again? So faith has a concrete person which is Christ on whom things happen and a means of proving what must happen even though it is not meant to happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you get what faith is now? So when you go to a place and it does not exist, it doesn't mean it cannot be made for you. Have you seen that? You know, Jesus proved that in scripture. There was a guy who had no eyes. Because, you see, we thought that he was just blind. Because the Bible said he was blind. But the Bible says that the Lord picked up some mud and then used spittle and molded a brand new eyes and you know, just would be scanning him. So when he puts the clay into the guy's eye, the guy began to see. Literally, what it means is that there was a, a creative miracle. It was not existence in the guy's body, but it was given. That is different from recreative miracle. It means you had it and you lost it and the Lord remade it for you. But this one was raw. He said from his mother's womb, he did not see. Why? Because he had no eyeballs. Why? Because I believe God reserved the eyeball to mold on the earth for the guy. It will happen. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? I have about 40 minutes more to finish. So in conclusion, which I cannot conclude, let me just give you the definition of faith again by the second phrase. Faith has a, a concrete person on whom things happen and a means of proving what must not happen to be made or to happen. So he's a means of creation. He's a means by which things that are not supposed to be, be. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll stop here. I'll continue on Thursday. Please rise up to your feet with me. I'm still defining faith. Did you get something today?